Welcome to A Modern Music Industry. My name is Josiah, and today we're gonna to talk about how to promote a tour. One of the first things that you need to do when you are promoting a tour that is already booked is to make a promo page. A promo page is an invisible page on your website that acts as a digital tool for promoters, those are the people that are fronting the money to put on the show, for promoters to access necessary information about your band. Your promo page should have contact information for the band's management, booking agency if you have one, and publicity if you have a publicist, online resources section with hyperlinks to the band's social media and website, at least one paragraph bio with a description about the band, at least three press photos with photo credit, you want to have the tour ad mat, which stands for advertising materials, or you can have the tour poster in a high resolution. You want to have video files available for direct download, also in high resolution. You want to have a promo video for the tour if you can, and this could be something for bloggers and journalists to repost on their social media. It could be a 60 second video for Instagram or a full length video for other platforms like YouTube and Facebook. And lastly, you want to have hyperlinks and an embed code for your latest music with at least two streaming platforms. I use Bandcamp and Spotify. The promo page should be for promoters and for helping the people that are putting on your show help themselves. So if your promoter is looking for information about you, your promo page is where you can send them to find all of the necessary information, video, audio, photos, anything that they need to help them sell more tickets and you know make you guys both some money. You can have all of this just on one page, on an invisible page on your website. It doesn't have to be fancy, it just has to have all of the information. And there are different ways to do this depending on which web service provider that you have. So look into the promo page. I have an example promo page that is included with the course that you can take a look at and use as a template for your own. A great resource for promoting a tour is in-studio performances and ticket giveaways. You should be using these as promo while you are on tour. Before your performance, look up the contact information for a college radio station, a non-commercial radio station, or a local newspaper two to three weeks in advance of your show. For radio stations, you want to contact the MD or music director. And for newspapers, you want to contact the arts slash humanities slash culture uh, editor or preferably an assistant editor if they have one. Send them a quick email explaining who you are, where and when you are playing and ask if they would be willing to do a ticket giveaway. Usually the band is given a guest list where you can put ticket giveaway winners, so you don't necessarily have to ask permission from the venue to do this as long as you stay organized. It is mutually beneficial for these places to piece together a blurb about your show or a quick shout out because one, it is an opportunity for them to interact with the community, the arts and culture and humanities community of that town, and two, talking about your show can be just the piece of content that they needed for that week. If the radio station or newspaper is particularly interested in doing more coverage, you could ask for an in-studio performance or interview, which can be great for your show. Just make sure that the logistics line up appropriately before committing to one. 
If you got to do a nine hour drive to Atlanta and you schedule a 1 p.m. in-studio performance, you're going to end up driving through the night. Another great resource for promoting a tour are Instagram and Snapchat takeover stories. This is going to be very important at 2019 as we move towards a mobile-centric social media interaction. Uh, the story takeover, one of my favorite, favorite things to do with venues. Not a lot of people are doing this, so hop on it soon. Uh, the story takeover is an excellent way to build awareness about a show and reach a broader audience. A story takeover is exactly what it sounds like. You, as the band, post on the venue's or the promoter's story to promote your show. You will need to get in contact with whoever is running the social media for your event, whether it's the venue or the promoter, and you should then prepare a script and record yourself in advance of the tour less than 15 seconds, which is the maximum amount of time for Instagram and Snapchat stories, of course, in vertical format. Or... If you're like me, you can just freestyle it the day of, just wing it. Regardless, you will want to quickly introduce yourselves and announce the show. Adding a humor element is a good idea. Funny costumes or an interesting or compromising situation, such as in the bathroom of a gas station. You know, just something to just stand out a little bit, be something new and creative, an interesting piece of content for the followers of the venue or the promote or the promotion company um, that they would want to see. Just keep it interesting, keep it relevant. You want to email these videos out to the venue as a download link, not as an attachment. We went over this earlier. Make sure your videos are in .mp4 format, uh, which is the best format for uploading to Instagram. That is the format that least gets destroyed by Instagram and Snapchat compression algorithms for when they hold your media on their servers. So just make sure those are in .mp4 format. Also, I should note that if you are not headlining that show, you definitely will need to get permission from the headliners, PR, and management team. Uh, and in some cases, they may say no, or I've had some cases in my own career where they loved the idea and we co-opted and actually would take over each other's stories the opener and the headliner. In that case, the opener doesn't have a whole lot of leverage, but you know, if you are convincing enough, um, let's try and work something out. The next really important thing to keep in mind for promoting a tour is building a street team. That is the marketing term for a group of people that hit the streets to promote an event or a product. The street team has a long and rich history, and I will give you a brief synopsis of that now. The street team model was originally developed by urban record labels such as Bad Boy Records, Jive, Loud Records, and Ruthless. These hip-hop record labels found it to be a cost-effective medium of communication with their target audience, many of whom were non-accessible via the traditional marketing outlets of print, radio, and television. It was, and still is, a working form of marketing for brands and artists that creates hype through credible peer-to-peer -peer interactions and word-of-mouth marketing. Luckily for you, most venues and promoters already have an established street team that handles all of their physical promo, 
flyers, posters, show, date, and tour announcements, ad mats that they put out front of the venue and in the elevator. But if you are really trying to get ahead of the game, you can create your own. Of course, you will have to incentivize them somehow. Google Forms can collect email and information about your street team members, and then you should send them the posters for the show, handbills, digital content, etc., whatever they are marketing with very specific instructions on where and how to post. Make sure you ask for proof that they completed their task. Street team coordination is deceptively time-consuming and shouldn't be taken lightly. However, it can be very, very, very powerful. The next thing to talk about when promoting the tour are venue contacts. Some bands think that they just have to go at it all themselves and that they can't ask for help. But once you've booked the show, you, the booking agent, the venue, and the promoter are pretty much all on the same side. So no matter what, if you have any questions or need help promoting your show, ask the venues to help. Because if you have a successful show, then they have a successful show. Established venues will often send you a list of local promotion contacts such as radio and print promotion, digital magazines, blogs, and even routes for a street team to put up posters. And even though this is normally very highly guarded information, they will share it with you because the venue, the agent, and the promoter need you to do well way more than you think. Their success is reliant on your success, and all boats rise. Let's talk about PR stunts. There are three specific and notable PR stunts that I love, that I draw a lot of influence from in the way that I think about doing PR. You can use PR stunts for any kind of promotion, uh, but I guess in this case it would be just for promoting a tour. But you can use PR stunts for promoting an album, a show, any kind of announcement. The general gist of a PR stunt, and I know this is going to turn off some people, is that all press is good press, even if it's bad press. If you have a crazy idea that just might work, I say go for it. Here are some of my favorite examples of PR stunts that absolutely worked in favor of the artist despite the public's reaction. Banksy. On October 16th, 2018, Banksy shredded his own painting, Girl with Balloon, the moment it sold at auction for $1.3 million. Maybe he was trying to inspire change in the art community. Maybe the man is a provocateur, unafraid to critique the exorbitant high prices of the art market. Or because the shredded work was actually appraised at a higher value post-shredding than what it sold for at $2 million, maybe it was an attempt to increase his own self-worth. So much so that some people even argue that the auction house Sotheby's was in on the destruction of the painting. Regardless of what you think or what any of the press thinks, this was a monster of a PR stunt and it vaulted him back into the public eye and Twitter sphere. Make of it what you will, but know that the image of the shredded painting and gasps from the crowd has been shared hundreds of thousands of times on social media accounts around the world. Alice Cooper, Piccadilly Square. 
Alice Cooper was booked to play the Wembley Arena in London, which is a 10,000 person room, and they had only sold 50 tickets. Alice Cooper's manager, Shep Gordon, a huge figure in music industry PR, he's even got his own documentary where they talk a little bit more about this specific PR stunt, came up with a plan. They superimposed a picture of Alice Cooper, naked, except for a snake covering his nether regions, and then they stuck that poster to the side of a billboard truck with the name, date, and time of the show. They hired a driver and instructed him to drive the billboard, the billboard truck into Piccadilly Square, the busiest intersection in London. And then they paid him to pretend that the billboard truck had broken down. Shep Gordon also anonymously hit up the press with information that something was going to go down just to make sure that the press was in position to get high quality photos of the show details. That afternoon, London came to a standstill and Alice Cooper became the most hated man in the country. Every news station in the UK jumped onto the bandwagon to talk about Cooper's negligence and irresponsibility, and the next day, all 10,000 tickets were sold. By the end of the week, Alice Cooper's single School's Out, which I'm sure you've heard was number one on the global billboard chart. Even crazier is that this stunt only cost five grand to pull off, and the largest expense? was paying the driver to get arrested. Hip hop. I cannot verify this PR stunt. I have searched and searched and searched for verification, for a name, for a time, for a date, and I have not found any, which means that it may not have happened, but it's a really good one. It takes some social media leverage and a younger, bolder audience to pull off. So the idea is a rapper is trying to promote his new album. And so immediately after the release, he makes a call to his Instagram followers to sneak into their school offices where they are in middle school or high school where the intercom is and play one of his songs over the intercom to the entire school. And if they can prove that they did it, he would feature them on his channel. This is so smart because it's a community building moment for him and his fans. It's great exposure for the new album, and it basically has zero cost or risk to the artist. It's not illegal. Many of these students got suspension or detention, but they knew that that was gonna happen to them going in. The artist assumes zero liability or risk for this PR stunt. And so all these kids around the country are getting suspended from school for playing this dude's album over the intercom and he delivered on his promise to feature them. And now he's got this great relationship with his community because the PR stunt was also an opportunity for him to follow through with his fans. So those were three great PR stunts that I have certainly learned a lot from. Um, examples where despite public opinion, they worked out pretty well for the artist all at very low cost and risk, except for the driver, because he got arrested, but he knew he was gonna get arrested. They paid him five grand. <laughs> that wraps up today's episode. My name is Josiah. You are awesome, and I appreciate you. <laughs>